Welcome to Set Piece. I'm Tomas, aka Tommy, joining alongside the GOAT, Eric Diaz. What's up, what's up? So, you know, before we get into everything, you know, we've been having sponsors, you know, randomly mm-hmm. starting with, you know, like Spare Law Group and then Lewis uh, Real Estate. And our third sponsor is something completely different and excited for. We want to think of sponsor D Outlander. Um, you know, he's he's not only a great artist, but a great soccer player as well. You know, uh, you know what? I'm going to I actually have one of his songs on on Spotify right now. Let's hear it. But, Let's hear it, man. Yeah. You know, he is on Spotify. He is also on Apple Music. Uh, follow him on Instagram underscore D as a David underscore Outlander. And this is one of his uh, songs called Visions. Okay. Okay. That's got a good vibe. That's got a good alternative vibe. Yeah, and that was a little sneak preview. Song is called Visions. Again, follow him on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music. His Instagram is underscore D underscore Outlander. I mean, I I I love his music when he first like told us he was doing music. Um, so yeah, I mean he he's he's got good uh good vibe to his music, right. and he also does Spanish. He has like a couple of Spanish songs on there, which is pretty cool. Like, yeah, so again, appreciate the sponsor on that on this um you know so we're not gonna waste anybody's time here we're gonna jump straight into it you know straight Just into it okay. straight into it you know we're gonna obviously we talked about team and individual training mm-hmm. and we're gonna f- focus more today about individual training something i love that's it's something i'm way familiar with even to this day um you know, to this Eric, day. Uh-huh. Eric, you know, obviously, again, we didn't go too in-depth with it earlier on with the mm. last episode because we felt like each, you know, team training and individual training needs to be different, mm. like more in-depth and detailed. So what, when, when you think of individual, individual training, look at me, I can't even talk right now. Individual training. What, like, what do you think of? Like I said in uh, the last podcast, I think I touched uh, a little bit on it on the finding individual training. It's when I when we say individual training, we're not talking about going to the field by yourself and you know doing stuff by yourself. In the tra- individual training, meaning like the individual components of you know your game, you know, like receiving the ball, turning, quality of the pass, quality of the touch, you know, just individual stuff you can work on in the game that you don't get from team training like if whether it's in the gym film study just stuff that it actually helps you individually instead of team so not like you're not doing like a 3v2 practice you know because that won't be individual training that'll be like a team training type thing you're probably doing a little dribble between the cones you know make it a little game realistic or a couple passing patterns or a couple friends um, that's more individual training to me, you know, going or going to the gym in a plyometrics workout, you know, that's, that's what I see individual training as. Um, do you have any other definition or any other thing to add? No, that's pretty good. I mean, kind of nailed it to the point where, you know, people think individual training is like, Oh, I'm going 
to the field by myself and dribble through cones or I'm going to do a shooting drill. That's because you're by yourself as an individual. But it's more important than that. It's like you said, uh, even if you're by yourself, like trying to find a wall or a bench or something where you can receive the ball, you know, make a game realistic where you can be checking your shoulders before you receive the ball. There's a lot of things you can add individually. Um, and, you know, with individual individual training, I I know you're currently in in season right now. How, are two two part question? Mm-hmm. Are you do you currently do individual training? And if you do, which I, I'm assuming you do, what what does it look like for you? Uh, as a coach or a player? As a player. As a player. We'll talk about as a player first, yeah. As a player, well, in season is not going to be. Uh, a lot of fitness is going mm-hmm. mostly you, you get a lot of touches in, you know, doing the quality between the, the dribble of the cones and stuff like that. Keep your, keep your touches sharp, going out with two or three friends or teammates, you know, getting a little passing pattern down get a little technical session, maybe a couple of long balls and, um, you know, everybody's favorite going out and shoot, but um, I would prefer more passing patterns between like a small group sessions where I, where I could work on my check in the shoulder, mm-hmm. make sure I'm doing quality passes, maybe a little bit one V ones, you know, cause I'm, I play wing back. Uh, I also play CDM. So I'm in, in situations where I'm in a lot of one V ones. So yep. my, my individual training will be based on mostly what position I play. Like if I'm a CDM or a wing back, so I'm going to be defending a lot. So I, I would always get like, a striker or a, a center mid that I go against, try to get it go against, and we do one v ones, you know, or a different type of passing pattern where I receive the ball and try to ping it to a cone. I mean, ping it to a pug, pug net. Mm-hmm. That way, right. I could get kind of game realistic, game realistic training, but it's also individual because that's on me. That's not anybody else because I'm the one that receiving the ball. I'm the one passing the ball. So I'll try to do that during the season. Mm-hmm. Outside the season, I'll probably work on more of like fitness, like more agility, more explosiveness for, you know, you stay in shape, you stay in 100% as much as possible during the off season. And, you know, you do it longer sessions, you know, like two, two hours instead of like, you know, in season, you probably just go out there for like an hour because you don't want to get too tired because you still have team training and you still got games. So definitely slows down a little bit during season so that's what i do i probably do it well we have three team training so i probably do it once or twice a week just depending mm-hmm. on how my legs feel after games because you know i'm a little up there in age you know not recovered quickly so hey, I, re- <laughs> recovery is his own little workout too you know yeah recovery is still part of indoor training you know and i, st- I still do that in the gym as well like i have my resistant bands have my little balance ball, so I do those too. So, and what about you? How's how's what are you what are you doing right now? See, the thing is, with like with where you're playing at, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're training three times, three times a week. Mm-hmm. Where it's for me, we're probably not training at all, really? which is is frustrating. Yeah. Um, so 
I have to do individual training. I like it's just to stay sharp because I mean sometimes we'll play seven v seven or we'll we'll schedule out a field, mm-hmm. but all we do is play, so it's not really not really able to work on what I really want to work on a game like whether it's you know pinging a ball or you know it's it is helping my speed of play but it's like I want to work on more maybe my one touches or I want to work on my uh, explosiveness you know where it's when you're playing 11 v 11 you can't really focus on it because it's it's it's, it's a live game mm-hmm. um and I I try to luckily my gym has an upstairs where it's got a turf field and I luckily get to use it whenever I'm up there cuz nobody's there um during the mornings so I try to at least incorporate because I got a lot of programs that I used to go off of. Mm-hmm. So I'll do, yeah, like three times a week, usually Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and start, you know, just tapering off. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll do, uh, is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that I'll do the workout. One will be like my, uh, you know, playing a low driven ball, like on into the net from like, 30, 40 yards consistently, right foot, left foot. I work on passing. I work on, you know, some agility. And I have to work on fitness because, again, we're not we're not training. So I, I have to – if I don't do it, then I'm not going to be, you know, able to go 90 minutes, mm-hmm. which when we played uh, last week, we did lose 2-1. Uh, it was unlucky. It was, you know, if you – once you got in, and once you got subbed off, you're done. And I played about the on Saturday. I played about the I say about like 45 minutes. Um, and then I played the next day on Sunday for about 70 minutes. You know, and it was good. I I could have kept playing more. It was just you know we 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 went more more attack minded which is fine because we needed to but it like i said i i just have to like your individual training sessions look different than mine because you don't have team like training said, yeah yeah and like i said if i had when i did do team training i would do exactly what you would do you know kind of focus like keep the main focus on team training and then be like all right what what am I lacking on? Am I lacking on my touch? Do I just need to refine that? Am I lacking on long balls? Am I like what what am I lacking so I can like maybe just clean it up by myself, either right before practice or you know on my own? So are you uh are you focusing on only stuff that you need to work on, or are you always also focusing on like stuff you already know how to do? Like I mean, you know how to do a low driving ball. Like how often do you work on that, or do you? keep trying to work on your weaknesses or how do you balance that? Yeah. How do you balance that out? So I, I've learned that I've always want, like you have to train your weaknesses. Like it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. very, very uncomfortable. And it's like, obviously at a moment I didn't train on my left foot for a while, like the long pings. So I was like, I'm putting too much curve into it. So I'm like, all right, let me just sit here, hit it my left for like, 45 minutes i think it was like yeah 30 45 minutes you know just with the left foot pinging it pinging it 
and it started getting better. But I also do like other stuff, you know, just to keep that muscle memory because I mean, it's so easy to lose it, to be rusty, rusty. So I think I just like, even if I'm like, okay, like my touch is good, but now it's like, okay, my touch is good. But now if this scenario happens, can I push it where my next touch is a pass or a ping? You know, I start adding a little more like specific details to it, um, which which helps in the long run. So, so does it, do you feel like that helps you translate it to the game or like how does that how does that help individual training on the field? I mean, obviously, when you go to the field, how does it help you into the game? Yeah, it helps me because. If you do repetition after repetition, which is what individual trains, you know, focus on, eventually you're like, if it happens in a game, you're just going to do it without even thinking. I mean, I do a lot of ball mastery to start off as a warm up, like a thousand touches and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, basically toe tabs, uh, foundations, inside, outside, inside, outside, all that. I get a thousand touches in and. I see myself when I'm dribbling or if I have like people on me, like I keep the ball really close to me and I'm always moving. I mean, like I like that just helps me to keep the ball and not lose it as a center mid. That's your main priority. And it just comes naturally. Like I'm like, I don't know. Like I don't have, I have to think about it. Sometimes like nobody's really pre- like one time when three people were pressuring me, I was like, Oh, you know, I still kept it and just, laid it off and we almost scored off it so it it does translate to the game and it's just you have to you have to set yourself like if it was in a game how would it look like as close as possible Mm -hmm. you know so for the youth side how how would you let them know how to translate into the game because i think the biggest thing about individual training is building confidence in your touch so when you go to those team training, because, you know, everybody in youth, if they say or not, they get a little nervous when in the in the game, you know. There's always going to yeah. be a self-doubt, especially if you mess up once in the game. And I think individual training, as you keep doing it, the reps, like you said, you'll feel more comfortable. And I think you'll get more confident. So would you would yeah. you recommend them doing it at, like, an early age, like E12 or... Yeah, I honestly, it's like the simple stuff, like the ball mastery, the toe touches and all that, because at a certain point, you're going to be able to look up when you're doing it. So let's just say you have the ball, you you take a touch with the ball, you're so comfortable because you, you know, you can feel the ball, you know where it's at, so you can look up, you can see if a man's coming on you or if a teammate's open, and you know where the ball is by just constantly rep after rep after rep um and you know once you master do ball mastery it just becomes second nature now you can add little things after that you're like okay i know where the ball is can i now push it perfectly to my left foot where my next pass will be the left foot over here or can i push it my touch to the right foot and hit it next step you start adding these little things when you progress so I definitely like I highly recommend anyone. It doesn't matter youth, uh, whatever age you are, to do ball mastery because the more comfortable you are on the ball, that builds so much confidence. Yeah, and I mean, I recommend if you don't have a partner or something, 
I would recommend a wall, the wall, the wall passing. I think it's really good because you could pass it hard, and you want to make it come back to your feet. So you have to pass it good. Like you can't just have a bobble passing and expect the wall to give it back to you good. You know, so you have to make sure you have a firm pass, stays on the floor, hits the wall, comes back to you, and that's when you really focus on oh checking the shoulder, and then or taking the touch to right, come back in, cutting, and doing different. There's a lot of different variations that you could look up on YouTube. Which they're really good. I mean, I I would recommend having a wall or you know those little bow nets that hit it back to you. That's that's my recommendation for individual training yeah. if you're gonna start off. Yeah, and you know, and you kept ex- explaining, you know, when you're in easy, in season, out season, what's what's probably your favorite individual drill that you're like. I I I'm always either going to do this one or like I'm excited to do this. Um there's one there's one drill that me and my teammate loves to do. Uh Martin great mm-hmm. guy, great striker. Um mate Martin. <laughs> yeah, amazing dude. I mean the, that guy's class, man. Um it's one of the, it's one of a passing pattern. It's like a three-man passing pattern. So we usually have another mm-hmm. guy, but it's just like a square and you're like you're getting a lot of touches. I think we've done it before. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but like you get a lot of touches in there, and you're you, I know you, what you're talking you know, about. You're yeah. touching the receiving, checking your shoulder. It it combines like with all three things you necessary for like passing, the the weight mm-hmm. of the ball, the way you turn with the ball, the way you pass it back, the way you control it. So it works on a lot. It's very hard to explain, in which it's it's just a really good really good drill and um. If I were able to explain it better, and I, I wish I could, but I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. It's a three man square passing drill. If you want to try to look it up, um, yeah, no, I do, I do like that one, and you know, I, I I'm a big firm believer of technical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think technical work has been less introduced now. It's like focusing on athletics, speed, and all that. <sighs> And I mean, if you look at Spain, if you look at the other countries, you know, their policies is technical, like in mm-hmm. Europe, it's like technical, technical, technical. And that's why they have the confidence they can play these balls. Their touch is good. I mean, I mean, look it up here in Massachusetts. Obviously, when winter comes, you can't be outside. You can, but you're going to be in like 15 degree weather in snow. So, you know, when you're inside doing indoor, you know, you're really focused on your technical work, you know, so all, all that's really important. And, you know, it's, we all, we all, uh, we all have our favorite drill, you know, obviously mine is, I would have to say dribbling through the cones. Yeah. Getting as many touches. I do 10 like cones. Like the Rondino drill or the Nista drill, whatever they call it now these days. Oh yeah. That. Uh, well, I do. I just do the warm up of. I put ten cones down, maybe, like, mm, like eight in, not eight inches, but it was. It's mostly like barely a foot can fit in. So you're touching the ball as many times as you can. Right foot all the way down, there and back five times. Left foot there and back five times, and then both feet there and back five times. Just to warm up, get the blood flowing, and you're like getting touches in, which is my favorite thing. Just get touches, 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 touches. Because usually in team training, you know, you, you don't get as many touches as you yeah. think, you know. 
but you know it's, it's we're not talking about team training we're talking more individual but mm-hmm. you know but speaking of that <laughs> foul you know don't don't worry I'll, I'll get a uh a different whistle on that one but that's all we have to work with eventually i'll buy a real whistle but the question or debate of the podcast it's going to be a really interesting one. It's Nike or Adidas, Adidas, you know. And, you know, obviously, when we do a foul, it's a free kick. Again, it's still something new, something I still have to remember. But when there's a foul, there's always a free kick. So, with this free kick, we're going to talk about the debate of Nike or Adidas or Adidas, whatever you prefer. Um, now, it can be just, you know, clothes, okay. jersey, cleats, whatever so you overall, like. Uh, yeah, just overall. That's, that's, that's tough, man, because they they have, like, different quality on these things. They do. Oh, man, but including everything, like clothes and everything. I'd prefer yeah. Adidas. I just think they're a little bit more comfortable. I mean, I'm more of like a, a comfortable person. But if someone yeah. was flashy, I feel like the pe- people would pick Nike because Nike has a better style. But I mean, the shoes. The, shoe, the, the shoes are good. The but I, Nike Dunks. I mean, there's. Yeah, but I'm I'm a comfortable person. You know, like I I like to dress comfortable. I want them to relax. And like it feels good right. on me. Like I'm wearing Adidas all right now. I'm wearing Adidas hoodie, Adidas sweats, Adidas socks. I mean, not the shoes, I I but <laughs> but I just like overall, I pick Adidas just because their clothing I think is better is way better than uh, Nike. But I uh-huh. do like the Nike shoes and Nike cleats. Um, but I'm I'm gonna say Adidas, Team Adidas, I'm Team Adidas on this one. Yeah, you know, I think I like. I think I started liking Adidas when, obviously, because of Messi, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I have, like, all my trainers or, you know, shoes, sneakers, they're, uh, they're Adidas. Yeah. So, I mean, do I, I rarely go Nike. Um, I just recently bought some Nike Dunks, like, a few years ago, um, trying to up, up my, you know, shoe game. <laughs> I think I think you may have helped me get those too. I mean, if you see if you see my room, my my shoe is full of Nike. Like I don't really have Adidas shoes, but I prefer Adidas cleats though. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah, just more it's comfortable. Just more comfortable. Yeah, they're more comfortable, and I prefer Adidas Adidas clothing. They just feel it just feels comfortable, man. Like that's all I gotta say. Well, well, it's like the sweatpants. The sweatpants. It's like. Uh... For Adidas, I like the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the tailored, ta- like yeah. the basically skinny, you know, the tailored all the way to the ankles, whatever, or even the uh, leggings or the tights of Adidas, the three, the three fourth quarter oh, ones. Yeah. I, I love those. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, I, I'm going to have to go overall because I just feel, yeah, Adidas doesn't try to be flashy or anything. They're just there for comfortability. And if anybody disagrees, please let us know in the comments or DMs. Let us know on what either Nike or Adidas, if you like Nike, why, 
if you like Adidas, why? And if you had, so if you had to wear one for the rest of your life, you could not wear both Dang. anymore. Which one would it be? That, oh man. <laughs> I'm going to have to stay with Team Adidas because, you know, in the long run, I'm going to be comfortable, you know? Yeah. Like, Nike, man, I just use it for show, man. Like, I just go out, you know, I'm dressed up, you know, got my Nikes on. You know, and yeah, if yeah. I want to look flashy while I play, I'll put my Nikes on, you know? But, like, I'm Team Adidas all the way, just for me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to be the same because that's where I mm-hmm. started. Um, I'm more comfortable. I'm more of the sweatpants you know trainers on uh big poofy not really poofy jacket but a oversized jacket that's probably adidas uh so it's it's just a comfortability Mm -hmm. so you know so that was our free kick of the of the night and and of course adidas bends it like beckham in the upper 90s hey that, that Hey, have you watched his new doc- documentary? I have not. I'm go- I'm trying. I'm trying to. Yeah, oh. I'm trying to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm trying to check it out next week. You you need to. It's definitely class. It's definitely. It's funny. It's good. Yeah. But it's re- it's really. I mean, obviously, we know who David Beckham is. So everybody else, you know, that don't know who David Beckham is, you know, they're like, oh, he's a, you know, they see his life and everything, you know, when he went to Man oh, U. Talking about the, talk the Miami owner. <laughs> Into the Inter Miami. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And but yeah, no, it's people are like, oh, you know. But no, it's 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 nice to see it and bring in more attention mm. to the That's game. because um, David Beckham was I mean, it was David yeah. Beckham. Freaking phenomenal player. The things he could do pinging the ball. Free kicks. Fed, free kicks, everything. But you know, we're gonna go back to you know, the individual training. I know we talked about on the field uh, mostly, but what about gym? This is this is like the thing that gets overlooked a lot. Gym individual training. What is we'll we'll touch it up as a as a coach first and then as, as a, a player. player. Yeah. So we'll do coach first and coach, then player. So as a coaching youth yeah. I would say, man, I would just say I would I wouldn't do weights until like you're sixteen, seventeen, because I have some kids that yeah. like U twelve they come like, oh yeah, our school's making us do squats with the barbell. I'm just like, what? That you're twelve years old. Like, what do you, what do you, do? you right. need? To, you need to come into your body, like you know, like. So I mean, if you're under like U fifteen, U sixteen, some U seventeen, I would do body like your own body mm-hmm. weight. What was I called a uh, calisthenics? I would I would say yeah. do that first if you're gonna do like gym workouts. If you're gonna just do like oh push ups, you know, squats, your body weight squats, you know, wall sits, that type of training. Because I don't think you really need to be doing weights at a very young age because you're still growing. Like you know, you still got a lot of time to grow into your body. Um, if you're at the gym, I would do coordination drills. Like, you know, like kind of like agility but you could do that in the gym as well you know push a sled that type of uh like explosiveness like work on explosiveness like u19s right, right. um plyometrics on the off season 
Uh, if you don't know what it is, you can look it up. It's basically just explosion. You're jumping a lot. You're working. The mechanics. The mechanics. The yeah. movement. So I would, at a young age, I would focus on the mechanics. Even if you could lift heavier, I would say don't lift heavier. Just do a lot of reps, but like make sure it's the correct form. Because you don't want to do it the wrong way and then your whole life you're doing it wrong and then your shoulder starts hurting, you know? So I, that's yeah. what I would say to my youth is correct form in calisthenics if they're younger just get informed with your body you know and do like yeah. lunges you know all the simple the simple ones that's that's all you really need just do a lot of reps and then you gotta wait later as a player in the off season i'm, I'm doing more plyometrics than when i do strength training mm-hmm. but i'm doing heavy reps like i'm doing like as much as i can for five for strength, but that's right. for strength. Or twelve. I'm I, I, mostly I'm the most of the time I'm doing like three sets of twelve, just for I get a lot of reps and like I'm exploding a little bit because I'm working on explosion. Mm-hmm. So and I'm trying to get a little bit faster, trying to you know maintain my fitness, get, get a little strength. During the season, right. I go when I go to the gym. It's mostly just to maintain like your strength and stuff. So I'm not yep. really I'm not really lifting heavy. I'm just lifting like kind of medium, and like just doing, just you know maintaining. So like if I was doing curls of twenty pounds for fifteen reps in the off season, I'm doing probably like ten. You know I'm not I'm not overworking myself because you're gonna need all that energy for the game. You know so you don't mm-hmm. you want you don't want to build stress to your body. Cause that's when injuries happen, you know, start, you know, you can even hurt your upper body during soccer, you know? So like, and that will keep you out from playing. So I would say that's what, I, that's what I do. How about, how about yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a, as a coach, obviously, again, you have way more coaching than me. Uh, I would say, yeah, if you're young, you know, under the age of 16 or even 16, 17 try to stay away from weights um you're still growing you know you don't want to mess up your growth you don't want to mess up any of your joints ligaments anything like that your muscles or muscle tears that can happen easily um, with improper form you want to make sure you do the form properly you want to make sure you know if you are in you know under the age of 17 or anything like that work on the form do you know calisthenics you know the body weight and everything um and focus more of you know just staying healthy um because like i said you're still growing you're just gonna end up hurting yourself if you do weight and then you're you know obviously strength training is important but also your development is too uh you know if you are you know of the age and everything that you are able to work out, then I, I'm a big, you know, and I, I got this from uh, Become Elite mm-hmm. from Matt Sheldon. You know, obviously during the season, you're just maintaining, you're doing maybe, yeah, three sets of 10, uh, not a lot, not where you're going fatigue, but you're just maintaining your weight. You're not in the gym for about over an hour. Um, you know, if you are, you're mostly focused on like yoga. Yoga is like really important in the gym because of flexibility, 
Um, you're going to be able to move better. You're going to, that helps as recovery. That's going to help you with, uh, you know, flexibility during games where you don't, injuries are less and less because of it. Um, so yoga is a big thing that I feel like everybody can do uh, to help their game. But when you're in off season, you know, strength training is important. Obviously, it's add plyometrics in there as well. You know, strength training, you know, do like no more than five sets of five or three sets of five stuff there uh, to build your strength. But have mm-hmm. a plan. Don't just go in the gym and be like, eh, okay, I'm going to do legs today or I'm going to do this. No, have a plan. Um, do your research. Um, you know, become elite. A great resource, to be honest. I mean, I've used him. I still use him to this day for his, uh, like, some workouts. Um, he's got a yoga workout, too, that I love. Um, but definitely, like I said, you try to incorporate, like I said, plyometrics, strength training, all that in the off season, but not overload it where you're going to end up injured yeah. because you're doing too much. Maybe do plyometrics, you know, twice a week or three times a week and then do strength training twice a week or, you know, vice versa. Um, and then obviously you want to add some technical work in there, mm-hmm. some ball work or I, something. You I know, definitely would you know, add uh, inter- in- injury prevention workouts because there's, there's a yep. lot on TikTok, YouTube you can find. Those those helped me a lot. You know, I'm sort of dealing with injury now, but they've kept me healthy for a long time from a major injury. But but it's right, very right. useful. Like the, the bands, the the ball yeah, yeah. Activation. activation those those help a lot I, I i feel like you should really learn that too as a young age because then as you get older it'll become a habit you know so. yeah and you know it's when i first was starting to do like the band work and everything before workouts i was like oh this obviously you know when i was training with you know franco clay and me um at one point, we were always doing band work to start, no matter what. Always band work, band work, band work. And, you know, it's it was nice because, you know, you warmed up, you're activating every, you know, the muscles and everything. And then you can actually fully go into your workout feeling great. And I, I feel like that's that's definitely very important to do early on because not a lot of people do it. And if you see the people that do it, you you can see obviously they're probably one of the better players or they're the ones who are they can do certain things that you can't or they're healthier because they can their muscles are properly warm flexible everything so it's going to be less tension on their body uh, so you know it's that's that's just that's just uh, I guess me as as a coach as an individual kind of put in there as well. But you want to really focus on your weaknesses, and it's going to be uncomfortable. But if you're like, uh, I kept getting pushed off the ball, all right, you're going to have to work on your balance, and you're going to work on some strength. You know, strength is, is and there is a statistic up, up there and, you know, documents about strength is going to make it where you're less injured. Um, also, flexibility and everything plays a role, but strength is one of the key things in your off season that if you do you're more than likely not going to be as injured as much and so like i said 
for individual, I think you just need to work on your weaknesses, whatever they are. Be uncomfortable with it and create a plan. Everybody's different. You just have to find what works for you with time, availability, and what you can handle. You don't want to overdo it. You don't want to be burnt out. You want to still enjoy it, but you want to also get better in off season. Yeah. So what about, um, I know mm-hmm. we talked about the gym, but is there anything else as individual training? I know. Yeah, that's um, probably the most underrated one. I've, I would say mm-hmm. is um, film study, which I know, you know, American football has done it, but I think it really yep. needs to be shown a light to the youth soccer that if we could record, our, if you get your games recorded, even watching like professionals, um, really studying the film. And mm-hmm. I think if you study the film and, study yourself like where you're at in the field where are you being used the correct way are you in the right position is are you in the position where you help the team the best and i think watching yourself it makes you better because Mm -hmm. then you start looking for the stuff that you can't see in actual game because you know the camera's usually above and they see everything so like if you see yourself oh i should have made that pass next time you'll probably scan for it to see if you see that pass. And mm-hmm. I think it's helped me a lot too when I get my games recorded because I always look at every time I touch the ball, I want to see if my first touch was positive or was a negative and why. Like, did I have to go negative because there was pressure on me? Or, or where was the, where could my first touch could have been if I just scanned a few seconds before? So it's definitely. It's definitely mm-hmm. a plus for watching your games. It's just like any other thing. You need you're gonna get reps. We're we're doing this podcast. We're getting better each time because we're going we're going back and like right. listening to ourselves and seeing how we speak, how we direct things, how we deliver things. So it just takes reps, you know. And you're gonna and you're gonna watch yourself. You're gonna like, dang, I missed that pass, or I missed that shot, or missed I missed that mark. Next time I'm gonna look for it in the same scenario. Or this guy, even helping your teammates, you see the guy, he keeps doing the same thing. Now you could clip it, show him, like, hey, this is what I was talking about. We need to be outside. I mean, force him outside rather than mm-hmm. inside. So it, it helps different ways. And um, I'm sure you have any insight because I know you've watched your games a couple of times and you gave me good analysis on my games too. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like when you watch yourself you're like all right well maybe i checked into the space a little too early or why am i here i'm cutting off this passing lane for this player it's just so much and obviously if you want to grow you got to be your own your own critic you can't be like uh this person should have done this no you got to be like instead of this person should have done that it's like okay what could i i have done better to help my teammate in this situation so game film is just phenomenal now with you know the vo and everything a lot of teams are starting to use it's phenomenal because you you truly get to see like you said you know maybe you one touched it back and you had plenty of time to turn and you could have created an attack or you know you took too many touches at a certain point where you could have just laid it off or is it's just film is mm. important and you know it helps you recognize 
what your weaknesses yeah. are. Whether you, you want to or not, you'll see them. Um, and, you know, obviously the first five, ten minutes is, is hectic, but after that, the game calms down, and you're kind of, okay, all right, let's, uh, let's see how this goes. Let's, I'm going to focus on myself. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. take a good touch there, or I took it into pressure. Maybe I should have, uh, I could have played, a, the winger was open to play that diagonal ball, but I didn't play it, and I just played it right back to the goalkeeper or center back. It, it, film I also want to add I love it. is to watch professional games, and I'm, I meant like watch the games, not don't go on YouTube and click oh with the highlights. You know, just watch the highlights. Actually, watch the game. Put down your phone. Look at the player in your position. See what he's doing on the ball, off the ball. Why is he doing this? Why do you think he's doing that? What formation is he playing? Why is he playing here? You know, I think I think that would help you help out the the youth start developing those skills where. The coach doesn't have to keep reminding him to do this, do this, this, because then he'll start seeing it. You know, one of my biggest, you know, idols and like people I try to replicate is Sergio Busquets. You know, he's always in a good pocket. He's always mm-hmm. taking two or three touches or less. And and if you know me, if you see me play, I I rarely dribble, so it's two touch, three touches for me. So I mean. You start doing what things I start doing things what I saw him do, and I started getting better. I started getting more confident. Now people tell me all the time, "Oh, you don't even look like the pressure is getting to you because you just look so calm with the ball." Because I am calm, and like I'm, I believe in my ability to get rid of it quickly. So I think that that helped me a lot watching Sergio Busquets. Right, and yeah, no, it's definitely. You know, obviously, when you're watching the game, you can watch as a fan where you're like, oh, you know, this or that. But like you said, take the time and see, okay, um, it's like Sergio Busquets. How is he moving? Where is he moving in the pit, like in the pockets? Where is he? Why did he do X, Y, and Z? And if you want to even learn formations, just go to YouTube. I mean, we have. The phone, we all have the internet bar, the fingertips that we have. And I mean, I used to do it all the time. Like, I'm like, okay, I want, we're playing a 4 3 3, uh, a diamond, and maybe, or we're playing with a 4 5 1 or 3 4 3, whatever. Look it up and learn that position, what the key movements are. Like, when she move to get the ball, when she move to open up space, like all that. And rewatch it over and over again until you're like, okay, I understand it, but I understand it and mm-hmm. I can do it. Because you can understand it, but if you can understand it and do it, then that you're you're gonna be ahead of the game easily. No, man. Yeah, but no, that's uh, you know, it's we've almost hit the, which is pretty cool. Um, what we might do it, we might not. It's you know, the, this is the first half, aka in the individual training, 45 minutes. And the next one could be also another second half, 45 minutes. But it's just because mm-hmm. we can go so detailed and then, and we just, we just love it. And we're, we're just here, here to help the youth or anybody who's listening on better their game, or at least their knowledge of it and how to be better overall. And, 
that's why you know it's it's lasting a little bit longer yeah. than most podcasts. But as always, here at the set piece, we're gonna always finish off uh, on a positive message. It's the before the final whistle of the first half. Uh, Eric, I won't let first, you. I won't let you go first. Uh, if, if some quote I heard um, is, uh, "We don't rise to the level of our expectations; we fall to the level of our training." And I think that's, I think that's a good quote because, you know, when you're under pressure, and you just throw up some shot or something, you're gonna fall to the level you're training. You know, like you said earlier, you're gonna get rep, mini reps, 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 reps. You're gonna get so your body's gonna get so used to doing those reps, it's gonna do it. You know, so in the big game moments, you know, game on the line, you're you're gonna take a shot. You have a moment to shoot. You're gonna shoot. You're not gonna shoot because you haven't mm-hmm. done it before. You're gonna shoot to wherever your your reps have been. You know, probably bottom corner right that you've been practicing. Your instant, your body's gonna do that instantly. So, I think that's a really good quote. You know, whatever you do in individual training is what you're is what you're gonna do in in practice and games naturally. So it comes naturally, and you're gonna be a better player for it. I like that. I like that. Um, my my positive quote is. Uh from somebody called joe uh gerard uh-huh. gerard yeah. um it <laughs> uh it, it's the elevator to success is out of order you'll have to use the stairs one step mm. at a time so that's basically if the elevator is the easy way the the easy way and it's not always going to be functioning it's not and mostly, if you're going to use the elevator, more than likely, you're lazy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put in the extra work. Those stairs, each step of the way, is going to get you to your destination. And, you know, it's, it comes with the hard work, the repetitions, the extra individual training that you're going to need if you want to, you know, play collegiate or you want to be on the 18 or starting roster. One step at a time, don't. Obviously, always have a goal, but it's going to take one step at a time to reach that goal. <laughs> so, that's that's my positive uh, message there. Like I said, I, I read that this morning, and I was like, that stuck with me. So, you know, again, everyone, I appreciate the the love and the support that everyone gives us every single time. And you know, if you have any questions, DM us. Uh, DM. Eric, me. Um, if you want to know more about the music, again, uh, thank you for the sponsor, D Outlander. Love the music; always gets me in good vibes. You know, I got one of his songs actually uh, in in my soccer playlist. So, but yeah, no, that's it. Uh, you know, I appreciate everybody listening, and until next time, this is the set piece. <laughs>